Hey, you're listening to the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast, where each week you'll hear me and my guests talking about the realities of life after kids. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Me, Myself and Mum Life podcast. So we've got a brand new episode this week after taking a week off last week. So apologies again to those people that messaged me saying, where's this week's episode? But we are now on 10 episodes and I just wanted to give people a chance to catch up that started listening a little bit later on. Also celebrated an amazing milestone last week of 10,000 downloads of the podcast. Never in my wildest dreams three months ago when I started this podcast did I think that 10,000 people would listen to it or it would be listened to 10,000 times, let alone so quickly. So I want to start off by thanking absolutely everybody who takes the time every week to listen to the podcast and especially for those that send me really lovely feedback through and also ideas of what else they would like to listen to because it just helps me to keep moving the podcast forward. So we did a competition last week to celebrate the 10,000 downloads and I would like to announce the winner of that podcast was Gemma Whittingham. So I will also send you a message on Instagram, but you have won the £50 Zara voucher and the beauty bundle worth over £200. So watch this space. We will be doing more competitions in the future when we reach more exciting milestones. But for now, let's get into this week's episode. So I'm going to be joined by Curtis a little bit later on in the episode. But what the subject I want to talk about today is how do you fit it all in? So it's something that I get asked about an awful lot because through my Instagram channel on Holly and Thea, I think people sometimes think I'm some sort of superwoman and I'm definitely not a superwoman. I am just the same as any other normal person. So I just wanted to kind of talk about my life a little bit more, uh, all of the different kind of plates that I'm spinning and some of the tips, I suppose, that I employ to help me do everything and achieve everything that I want to achieve. But before I get into that, I want to start off by saying that my life isn't what anyone else should aspire to. I think you've got to live true to yourself and the life that you want to have. And I've definitely got a preference to be busy and so is Curtis. So between the two of us, we're not too keen on kind of laying around and watching TV. We're always doing something. And so I think then when people might look at my Instagram or hear about the stuff that I do, they're like, I just don't know how you fit it in. And we do sacrifice stuff in order to fit in all of the different things that we want to do. But for us, that's an active choice that we make because we are prioritising the stuff that we want to achieve. So I don't want anyone to listen to this and think, oh my God, I'm not doing enough. You, Everyone is enough and it's all about yourself and the standards that you set for yourself and ultimately what you want to achieve. So that was a little bit of a disclaimer that I wanted to put out at the start. And just remember what I've always said on this podcast, I'm not here to preach to anyone. I'm just talking about and sharing my own experience because that's what people want to hear about. So as you know, I've got Thea, who is 18 months old. Obviously, we've got Hudson, who's four, who we have at least 50% of the time. I've got a very, very busy full-time job. Although I did cut my days down to four when I went back from maternity leave, I do still do the same full-time job that I used to do in five. So that often means working extra hours on an evening or even on a weekend in, a, in order to be able to fit that in. I tend to work um, nine to five in my standard hours, but again, the extra work has to fit in somewhere around that. And then Curtis also has a full-time job and he works shifts, so he can work different hours each week 
between the kind of hours of 5am and 10pm, weekends as well. And we also kind of together run Curtis's online fitness business results with Curtis. So I help him out with the social media, etc. So as you can imagine, we are very busy. Not only that, but we're both really passionate about fitness and we both want to be hitting the gym kind of five times a week probably six sometimes so every day in our day we're kind of having to factor in um a couple of hours for each of us to be able to go to the gym so with all of that in mind we are really busy I obviously then also run my Instagram page which is Holly and Thea and it's a very busy job so I don't think sometimes people always appreciate what goes into kind of like running an Instagram page like like mine and I'm not saying I've got the most followers in the world by any stretch of the imagination but what I do have on my Instagram page is an amazing community and what that means is some you know every day I would say I could receive 25 30 40 messages and I do like to respond to people because that's how that community has been built up so you know that takes a lot of time so whenever I've got a bit of downtime I do tend to be on my phone reading messages, replying to messages. And I try as much as I can not to do that when I'm with Thea because I want to be present with her and I don't want to be on my phone all the time, which, you know, does mean that then my downtime becomes, you know, sending messages on Instagram and thinking of content ideas and creating content. And then obviously we've now got the podcast as well. So um, that requires, you know, lots of work as well. So between all of those things and a qualification that I'm doing through work as well, I am incredibly busy. And I wanted to share a little bit today about how I think I best manage that. And also later on, Curtis will join and he will kind of give his perspective as being in a relationship where we both have to kind of manage and prioritise our time. So like I said, I'm definitely not superwoman, but one of the things that I've always stood by is getting up early in the morning. And I know this isn't for everybody. So remember what I said at the start, I'm not preaching that other people should do the same, but I'm always up in the morning at 5.30am even on a weekend and my body clock is just kind of programmed into that now there's loads of research that exists that talks about the fact that going to bed and getting up at the same time and having consistency is really really good for the quality of sleep that you have and I think because for so long now I've been getting up at 5 30 and going to bed around 10 that is just my sleep routine now and even if it's a weekend I'll still tend to wake up at the same time so for me getting up at 5 30 you said god I don't know how you do that but to me that's just normal for me now and it's my routine and I don't feel overly more tired I don't think than anybody else the reason I get up at 5 30 every day is because I feel like that gives me an extra 90 minutes in the day that a lot of other people don't have and that could be utilized for a whole variety of different things but generally that's when I will go to the gym so Curtis depending on what hours he's working will still be at home Thea generally doesn't now get up until seven but even when she used to if Curtis was here obviously he would um look after Thea so I then have from kind of 5 30 till seven in the morning to get my exercise done for the day I like to get my exercise done and out of the way. Doing it on an evening is not really an option for me. And I've always been the sort of person that has more energy in the morning. Um, And there's, again, lots of research that says that people are genetically predispositioned to be the kind of morning or evening people, dating right back to when we were in caveman and we needed different people to kind of cover shifts of the day to protect the tribe type of thing. So for me, I am a morning person. And so... That's where my energy sits. And actually, 
again, there's loads of scientific research that says starting your day with exercise gives you energy. So it creates um, energy within your cells that multiplies and therefore you feel more energetic after you've done exercise in the morning. So I always say to people, you know, if you're going to exercise and you find it hard to do it in an evening, get up a bit earlier and do it. Oh, are you tired? And it's like, no, I get energy from exercising and I can honestly put my hand on my heart and say that that's true for me. And on the days where, for example, Curtis is starting work at 5am, so I can't do that. I can genuinely notice an energy difference throughout the day. So that on those type of days, I will tend to take a day off the gym, um, probably still get up at the same time. And I'll explain in a little bit what I would be doing on those kind of days. But I can feel through the day at work, my energy is completely different if I haven't started the day with exercise. And that doesn't have to be a session at the gym where you're sweating to death. It might just be going out for a walk, getting some steps in, getting some fresh air. But that movement in the morning ultimately will give you energy for the day. And I have yet to meet anybody who can disprove that to me. Once you start doing it, you'll see exactly what I mean. So For me, if I get up at that 5.30, I've got that extra 90 minutes every single day, which over the week really does add up. Um, And that's for a start, gives me a lot of advantage over other people, I think. And then there's the days where Curtis, for example, like today, was out of the house really early. So I've then still got up at the same time and that's given me the opportunity to do my tan, have a shower, wash my hair, get my makeup on so that I'm ready by the time Thea wakes up because the reality is with an 18-month-old, there's no way I'm getting to do any of that stuff while she's awake because she is wanting to sit on my knee, hang around my legs, all the rest of it. So I'm either at the gym or I'm getting ready for the day, one or of the other, but I'm always up at 5.30. So a couple of things there, having a consistent time that you wake up every day is massively beneficial and starting your day with some sort of exercise, whether it's a walk or whatever, you will notice such a big difference to how you feel overall in terms of energy level. And then I think some of the other things is being really, really conscious of the of your time so it's so easy if you just go through the day quite unconsciously to lose time everywhere um whether just sitting down I'll just have a quick scroll on my phone and the next thing you've lost 30 45 minutes an hour to Instagram TikTok or whatever else it is that you're doing on your phone and you know lots of my followers probably lose time looking at my Instagram um but I just think it's thinking about you know, have you got that half an hour, 45 minutes to lose? Or is that later on, you're going to sit there and think, oh, I didn't get the house cleaned or the bathroom cleaned, or I didn't get that washing done because I sat on my phone. Is it going to, is that decision going to make you feel good later on? So I literally feel like all of my time throughout the day is pretty much accounted for. So even today, I'm as I'm recording this podcast, I was thinking, right, Thea's going to go down for a nap at 12. So I've got probably 90 minutes in which I want to get my podcast episode recorded, get the kitchen cleaned up, back up, reset the house before she gets back up again. So if I'd have just kind of got a cup of coffee, sat down and chilled out for a bit, that wouldn't have worked for me because ultimately then my podcast wouldn't have got recorded and then I'd be worrying about trying to do that later on. So being really conscious of like the time that you've got in the day. So if you get up at whatever time it might be, for me it's 5.30. So let's say I've got 14 hours of that day, what is that time going to look like for me and I really do have to be quite conscious of that to be able to fit everything in so again I'm probably an extreme case but just having a look at your day and thinking what am I actually spending my time doing I think that's a good way to just question you know um, is what I'm doing and the way I'm spending my time moving me closer to what I want to achieve especially I think when people say to me 
you just, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to make healthy meals. If you really stopped and stood back and started writing down a little diary of how you're spending your days, I can guarantee there'd be a 30 minute window somewhere where you would be able to fit some of that stuff in if you really, really wanted to. And I think Curtis will probably come on and say this later on, but it all comes down to how bad you want something. So when we say we don't have time, a phrase that I always think about is no one gives you time, you have to make time for what's important. And I really believe that that's true. So I just question what are you spending your time doing and is it moving you closer to what you need to achieve, even if what you need to achieve is just tidying or cleaning your house that day. So that would be one of my other tips. And then I think planning is the other key thing. So for me and Curtis having a busy lifestyle, we literally do have to sit down on a Sunday and say, right, Curtis, what hours are you working this week? Because it could change every week. What do I need to achieve this week? Whether it's a nail appointment, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's recording a podcast episode, what do you need to achieve? And then we're like, right, when's all this stuff going to happen? Again, if me and him didn't sit down and connect on stuff and say, right, okay, what, what is it you need to do this week and what do I need to do? Again, I can absolutely guarantee nothing would happen. Um, and, and again, you then find yourself Wednesday, Thursday thinking, hang on a minute, I'm nowhere near where I want to be in terms of what I want to get done. So planning and also just being open and communicating with your partner, I think is another key thing. Like Curtis knows what's important to me and I know what's important to him. And we both respect that. Even if I don't necessarily agree with what he's prioritising, that's his prerogative at the end of the day. But if he's going to support me with making my goals happen, then I will have the respect to do that back to him. So I I genuinely think that um, that sitting down and planning your week out is important. And I don't want to keep referring this back to exercise, but that's another thing that I find. So in the six week challenges that I um, am part of that are done through results with Curtis, there's always like groups of women in there and a lot of them are often mums and they will just be like, oh, I just haven't had time this week. And I'm like, well, have you sat down though on a Sunday and intentionally planned when you're going to exercise? No, I haven't. Well, it won't happen then because the week will just run away with you and things like that then become like a nice to do instead of a need to do and they just go off the back burner and that's when you then go into the next week feeling absolutely rubbish if you haven't achieved what you wanted to do. So I think planning is really important. And then the other thing I would say is prioritising. So I'd love to be able to do everything that I want to do every week. That's not always going to happen. So again, I think coming down to thinking, right, out of all of these things I want to do, what is the most important things that I do this week? And there could be a variety of different reasons for that. So like for, with me, being present with Thea and spending time with her is number one priority my job, my main full-time job, number two priority. So some things just can't give. Um, and then it's, they're the kind of big things and then everything else has to kind of sort around that. But knowing what your priorities are and what, are, again, like the nice things to do for me are really important because without that, you can just end up really spreading yourself too thin. So I think things like that. And then the other thing, preparation. So leaving nothing behind that you would regret is the way that I can describe this and I remember listening to um I think it was uh, Matthew McConaughey's book must have been his odd an audio of his book because I was definitely listening to it and he described this concept of not leaving any crumbs behind and what he meant by that is don't 
do anything that you'll or try not to do anything that you'll regret later so in this case it's a smaller example but when I put Thea down for bed on an evening I will then get her outfit out for the next day pack her nursery bag get my work uniform iron my work uniform everything that I need to have out for the next morning whether it's my hair curler my hairbrush my gym clothes whatever is all laid out so that when I come down the next morning at 5 30 I don't then lose 10 15 minutes here and there having to organize all of that stuff like everything is where I need it to be and that does often mean that I do I feel sometimes like I don't sit down until more or less when I'm going to bed but it just means my next day runs really smoothly because there's nothing worse than then rifling through the drawers trying to find what you want to wear and trying to find something for Thea to wear or looking for stuff that she needs for a nursery bag if all of that stuff is done and dusted then that makes me feel good similarly like resetting the house that's what we always call it um so kind of putting everything back making it really tidy to the best that I can vacuuming up washing up putting all the washing up away And then when I go to bed, I feel like my head's clear. I'm like, right, the house is tidy. All the stuff's ready for the morning. That then helps me sleep because I've not got anything on my mind nagging, thinking, oh my God, I haven't done that. I need to do this. What am I going to do with that in the morning? So I think when you go to bed with stuff on your mind, it really does affect the kind of quality of your sleep or it takes you ages to get to sleep. So leaving no crumbs or nothing else that you're going to regret in the morning I think is is an important tip as well and all of this is is either stuff that I've learned from other people or that I've just realized myself over time especially since I've had Thea because she has added so much time pressure I mean I genuinely thought that my life was busy before I had Thea and then I had her and I'm like oh my god how on earth did I think I was busy before and what did I used to spend my time doing because genuinely now like any spare either mental capacity or physical time is filled in with obviously sorting her out and having to anticipate her needs and think about what she needs to do so and then with Hudson in the mix as well and the fact that we don't have a a set routine for him again if we don't then look at that week and think right so when have we got Hudson and when are we going to fit bits in around that as well like nothing would work for us. So we, I just want to kind of explain that we do have quite a challenging situation in respect to the fact that, um, you know, we've got moving parts, if you like, Curtis's working pattern, everything that I need to do for work. And then obviously Hudson not having a fixed routine for him as well. It does mean that like, for us, it is difficult. And that's why I, I want to make it seem achievable to anybody to be able to maybe do more than you're doing now, if that's what you want to do, especially if you sat there thinking, oh my God, I just, I can't see the wood for the trees and I feel overwhelmed. And I know for me, when I start feeling overwhelmed like that, I end up just freezing and doing absolutely nothing because I'm just like, uh, what should I do first? What should I do first? So uh, that's it. again a great example is today I've got a 90 minutes for Thea's nap what's the thing that's most on my mind recording this podcast episode right let's get that done and then what's the next important thing right there's washing out and the kitchen needs cleaning because the floor's a mess from yesterday and there's splashes of food everywhere um that haven't been mopped up so that's my second priority so I think just being really, really clear on what you want to achieve and and how you're going to fit in is is critical. So I don't want to go on and on and on. I just wanted to share probably like my top three tips in terms of how do you manage it all? How do you juggle it all? Because they, they are the questions that I get asked a lot. And anyone who I tell all the things I do to, they say, oh my God, I just don't have you have time. 
And the last thing that I would say is time for me and Curtis where we're present with each other is also up there for me as a priority. Um, We're both running, running businesses, if you like, through our phones. So the temptation to just be on our phone all the time is really easy, especially on a night when we're sat down. It's like, right, I could just now answer some more messages or I could create some content and he's the same. But actually for us having that time where we're present with each other without our phones, like that is really important. And in previous relationships, I've been terrible for just not putting enough emphasis on having time where you're present together. So we will always make sure that kind of like nine till 10 on a night, our phones go down. We either watch something together, like a series, we love watching series or, um, you know, just chat to each other, basically. Because um, I, I think phones can be literally like the worst evil in terms of distraction. Um, and they're where, they, what, they are what ultimately can rob you of time. So, um, yeah, having time where we're present and being really conscious of that. And at the minute, I've been really tired because I've got loads going on. And sometimes I've been falling asleep at like half past nine, quarter past nine. So that's infringing a little bit our time. But we know that that's short term. I've got a lot going on, but it will settle down. So we kind of accept that. But yeah, nine till ten is our time. And then last, 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 before Curtis is going to join me, just to kind of share his views on this, the last part is just around sacrifice. So I think this is something that people find quite hard to accept. And it doesn't matter whether this is, for example, with me, I'm really busy, I've got loads of stuff I want to achieve, so therefore I have to make some sacrifices. Or whether you're wanting to lose weight, there has to be sacrifices. So for me, getting time to sit down and just chill out and do nothing or watch Selling Sunsets or um, have a nap, for example, are sacrifices that I make every day in order to achieve everything else that I want to do. And like my friends will be like, oh, Holly, you're not watching Married at First Sight, you're not watching this, or do you ever watch anything? And I'm like, me and Curtis will watch stuff together because that's like obviously our time but when it comes to me being able to have time to watch stuff on my own it doesn't really happen if I'm being completely honest um and it is something that I've enjoyed doing in the past but I just don't feel at this moment in time with everything I've got going on like that's a priority for me so therefore that gets sacrificed and you might think oh well that's not really a big deal Holly but it can be because that is just like the you time the time to just kind of switch off and enjoy something that you enjoy so I would say just as one little example that's a sacrifice but coming back to um you know people that are wanting to lose weight and I I faced that challenge in the past I I, I don't want to lose weight now I'm quite happy with where I am so now I'm like maintaining my weight but that requires sacrifice but when I had fear and I had three stone to lose or in the past when I've been really proactively trying to lose weight I've had to sacrifice I've had to say no to going out for meals I've had to um, say no when someone offers me something that I, sh- I know that's not going to fit in with ultimately what I'm trying to achieve. And I think it's that sacrifice bit that can be quite a hard pill to swallow. But if you don't make those sacrifices, then you won't get to where you want to be. And for me, the pain of that and feeling like I could have done more to get to where I wanted to be is worse than making that sacrifice in the first instance. So again, to quote Curtis, and he might come on and say this as well, it depends how bad you want it and actually are you then prepared to make sacrifices to get it and if you're not then you're never going to get there so just be okay with that and just accept it and I think that whole acceptance thing is really important 
because if you don't accept it, you can feel resentful and then that goes into like a, a separate circle. So I think, you know, what do you want to achieve? What might you have to give up to do that? And can you accept that you might have to give it up? If you can't accept it, then there's no point because you're never going to achieve it, not sustainably over a long period of time. So I think getting really clear with yourself and at the end of the day, just being really honest with yourself is the key thing because it doesn't matter what anyone else says or what anyone else wants you to do. And I'll give you an example of this. Today, I was in a soft play with Thea and I I witnessed this sort of exchange taking place between this couple. And I just sat there thinking it probably just brings this point to life. So we're in this soft play and the husband and wife were there with their three kids, clearly some like three, three year old twins and then a little girl about Thea's age. So clearly a family that had the hands full. Um, And he said, do you want a drink? And she said, I'll just have a cup of tea. Um, And I don't know what he, he then said, I missed what he said, but she went, I don't want anything else. I just want a cup of tea. And he went, yeah, of course you do. And she's like, no, seriously, don't get me a cake or a biscuit. I just want the cup of tea. And he went, yeah, right, okay. And I saw him walk out, saw him go over to the cafe. And then he brought in, I think it was a big wedge of Rocky Road, puts it on the table. She's drinking a tea, playing with the kids, whatever. And, and not that I was staring at these people, but it was quite a small room. So obviously I could see what, the, what was going on. And um, he left a bit of the Rocky Roads. So he was eating it and he left for like a quarter of it, let's say. Um, and then he said, why don't you just try it? And she was like, uh, I'll try a little bit. And then before she knew it, I saw she'd eaten that bit that was left. No judgment from me whatsoever. If you want to eat the Rocky Road, eat the Rocky Road. But I just thought, like, she's made it quite clear she didn't want that, probably because she's either on a diet or trying to lose a bit of weight or whatever. And he's then just gone over, ignored what she said, gone and bought it, and then not only that, encouraged her to have it. And I just thought, it's not supportive. So I I just, I know if I said to Curtis babe, I'm trying to lose weight or whatever. Or when I have said that to him, he will do everything he can to support me with that. And likewise, the other way. I just think, you know, that's another important factor. Like the person who you're living with, spending a lot of your time with, I think they need to be completely supportive of what you're trying to achieve as well. Because it's not helpful, is it, when someone's tempting you? And it might not be trying to lose weight. That's just one example. It could be something completely different. But just just think about how you and your partner are supporting each other and if if they're not if you're not then I would have a conversation about that because it doesn't help making your goals achieved any easier so that's kind of my tips the stuff that I wanted to share and then I'm now gonna bring Curtis into the scene he hasn't heard me recording this part of it so some of it he might repeat but I just thought it'd be interesting to get his perspective as the other half of this relationship in terms of how he thinks we manage it. So me and him will have a quick 10 minute chat and let's see if he kind of shares the same thing, but just to get a bit of a different perspective. So Curtis has now joined me. So we're going to continue the conversation. I haven't briefed him other than to just mention to him that the question that I was answering in this episode is how do you juggle everything? So welcome to the podcast again, Curtis. <laughs> Cheers, Tara. Few people have mentioned to me that I need to get subtitles when you're on my stories, so I don't know how You know what, I was, I was literally just about to say, I know we've only got 10 minutes, but if anybody DMs you or messages you saying they can't understand me, I'll quit. I'll quit Holly and Thea. <laughs> I'll, I'll want naming rights. I want to be paid by Holly and Thea. Like, do, do anybody DM Holly? Because I think I have quite a neutral accent compared to some lads that I know so I'm glad we've addressed the elephant in the room let's put it that way so, yeah, go on, go on. so speak slowly and clearly so that everybody can understand <laughs> do, do you mean just like myself then yeah go on. <laughs> I'll, I'll be myself go on 
So, Kate, I've been talking about how we have a very, very busy lifestyle. Lots of what I referred to as moving parts, as in your shift change, Hudson's when he's coming changes. And we have a lot to juggle, don't we? Let's mm. face it. Well, yeah, like, obviously I know you've listed all the stuff before, what you juggle, and then obviously I juggle. It's pretty much the same, isn't it, really? We, 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 but we juggle as job, uh, us going to the gym, results with Curtis, you do Holly and Thea, this podcast as well. I also PT on side. Um, Hudson moves around a lot. We have friends as well. We do have other people that we speak to, not just each other. So what's that, eight things there that we mentioned we juggle? Yeah. So not like we're trying to be victims and say we're up against it, but I'm just trying to... We have a property as well, which is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we've got all that. But I'm just trying to point out that... if you want to achieve mm. stuff, you can. Yeah. But what 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 would you say from your perspective? Because you didn't hear me recording the no. other part. What do you think the thing, like from your perspective is the key things when it comes to achieving everything you want mm. to achieve? That's a good question. Yeah, good at this, aren't you? Um, I think prioritizing as well. Just before I had to, so, so you need to prioritize stuff. So for me and you, like. Hudson and the kid, like Hudson and Thea. Hudson and the kids, like I've got several. Hudson and Thea are obviously a really big priority for me and you. Um, like I used to love going away with lads to Magaluf. I now love going to Blackpool to Dalmany for weekends, you know what I mean? So, so it's not like we prioritise things. So obviously for me and you, the kids are a priority. Training's a priority. Being successful at work is a priority. Results with Curtis, being successful at Holly and Thea is a priority. And because all those things are priorities... It's not effort putting time and, 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 and applying yourself to those things, is it? Is that the right answer? I don't really know. Do you know what I mean? I forgot what question one now. It's just, I've gone on a tangent here already and we're up two minutes in. So, so. I'm just saying, so yeah, so obviously I mentioned prioritising mm. earlier and, and sacrifice as well. I mm. think that's the other side of prioritising because you can't do everything, can you, in life? No. Yeah, we do sacrifice, like... What do we say? We do have a really... It is a good lad. I feel like I'm gloating here. Everyone's going to be like, oh, you two have got it all right, aren't you? We haven't. Um, well, yeah, we do sacrifice stuff, don't we? Yeah. Like, because we bang like it. Like sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I can't. Nothing. I can't. Like, just before this, I'm there. I need to send this email off, and then I need to iron. I need washing. I need to do, like, let's do this. But that's just us, isn't it? Yeah, like, I was saying that I have a preference for being busy, but Curtis is on another level. Mm. Like, my sister was saying to me yesterday, like, I've never seen Curtis sit down. And I was saying, like, the other night, like we finished all our jobs, he's like, I'll just go back both cars out. Like who just goes and backs both <laughs> cars out? Yeah, but when 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 you back the car out, any please message Holly or even myself and agree. Please, someone let me know if they agree. This, it's such a good sense of like once you've done it, you, you get in your car next morning and you're like, <laughs> I'm better than everybody. Else. Or like when you cut the grass, tell me right. Anybody listening to this, you don't feel good when you've cut grass. I I almost stand there me and look over it like. <laughs> I've achieved something today, mate. Um, you, you do, but pe- other people build them jobs up for like. I, I for me to back the car out, I've got to build myself up to it for a week. You mm-hmm. you sit down for two minutes, you're like, right, I'm just gonna know. go back the car. I, you know where that comes from? My dad. Probably my dad on a weekend. Like I remember, like obviously all of us when we're teenagers, laying in bed till like ten thirty, and that's getting up early. All I remember it shows getting launched upstairs. I won't swear on this podcast, but it were it were along the lines of <laughs> move these. Trainers from bottom of stairs. I've told you times. And then and then I'm like, what is this guy doing? Why is this guy so busy? It's Saturday at half ten in the morning. The next minute vacuums aren't landing. 
and he's sat there pottering about. So I think it comes from my old man, but mm. I don't know. I feel lazy if I sit down, though. Even at work, you know, you feel like you're missing something. Yeah. But I was saying it, it's not... I don't think people should compare themselves to us and think, oh, I don't do that and I no, like no. chilling out. I think everyone has to have... We do, do what chill they... out. We love yeah. sitting on the sofa. Well, I, yeah, and I was also saying, like, we have to allocate that time for us, even putting time in everything's allocated mm. in like Curtis sent me this morning an itinerary for tonight <laughs> like they're not like the norm though yeah, but I don't is. always say this is the itinerary for this evening like that's sad I don't like it was just a bit <laughs> of banter today. yeah but I did today but it was just it a bit it had timings on it as well it was just a bit of banter it was like, like we need to hang the pictures in mm. the living room and those timings sat on oh everything wasn't there she nearly got spiked and she did there as well like oh god trying to help with an hammer which didn't help but I think going back to it as well I think supporting each other helps so, like, we, we do juggle a lot, but I'd find it hard if you were, like, nagging, well, not nagging, but whinging all the time, if I were doing bits and vice versa. Like Holly and Thea, I think you'd, I think it'd be harder for you if I were just like, why are you doing that? Let's just come watch this film. You're like, Curtis and I need to record this podcast, and I'm like, Phew. if I were at you every night for that, you'd be like, you, you, you'd probably even get to the point where you're like, is this even worth it? But vice versa, me, like, with results. Or even other night, tonight, mm. you bath Thea when I need to send four emails out like four diet plans and training plans yeah and you're not there nagging me like I can't believe you're not baffing her with me or... so support helps it? it's yeah. that open communication as well isn't it because like when I started the qualification that I'm doing recently I had to say to you didn't I you do know I'm going to be even busier mm. like it's going to take my, all my capacity to do that as well and what did you say to me go smash it yeah it? exactly so like but I did I think we have to run these things past each other and make mm. sure that, like, we're still going to have time to, like you said, do the things that are top priority. Mm. Going, going back to sacrifice as well, though, like, I don't really even thought. You do sacrifice a lot, don't you? Mm. Like, it's bare time, really, but I think if you want to be successful with stuff, then, well, no, it's worth... Oh, 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 it's worth sacrificing for, isn't it? Does that make sense? Like, if you want something bad enough, then you will sacrifice stuff. And we don't sacrifice everything, like... No, we don't. But what, I mean, the thing is, there is sacrifice involved in anything you want to achieve. And, and mm. what I was saying earlier is you've got to be able to be at peace with that. Mm. You know, if you, if you constantly feel like down about the fact that you can't do X because you're doing the other thing, yeah. then you, you're never going to achieve it over a I, period of time. I, I think as well, like for us, when you say like going back to you, juggling stuff. So like you get up at 5.15 at morning and you don't have, you sacrifice a lion mm. or you sacrifice another hour in bed mm-hmm. because you want to, have a, like look good do you know what I mean vice versa I sacrifice eating crap food every single day mm-hmm. Hudson absolutely loves whisper goats Thea will eat anything literally anything she's eating cotton buds tonight <laughs> at work I work next to a Savvy Baker stand like if no one knows what Savvy Baker is check her out do you know what I mean like the the, the, the brownies are banging I sacrifice eating them daily because I want to look good do you know what I mean that's, mm. that's big I did that innit but do you know what I mean like you do sacrifice a lot and but I think that that's what you've got. I, d- I think you've got to go into stuff with your eyes open with that. Mm. Like you were saying, I didn't really think of what we sacrificed. But when you think about it, we do. Mm. But it, if you want it bad enough, then you mm. have to make that sacrifice, don't you? And it might not always be forever as well. No. Like you go through busier periods or you have to put more effort into something at points and then that might settle mm. back again and it goes it's worth it, though, forwards. It's worth it though. Yeah, yeah. Planning as well. Mm. Like obviously we set out when we've got Hudson for a week. Where he's going, who's picking him up? If you've got him, if I've got him, where Thea's going, where you're, where you're working in country, what time <laughs> I'm finishing, what day you're training, and what times is rest day, 
Like, that gets planned out, doesn't mm. it? We're not shadows, by the way. Please don't listen to this and feel like one of these couples that sit with an itinerary for the week. And it's like... We kind of do, though. No, but, no, but <laughs> we don't have, like, it on fridge. Mm. Do you know, like, when you see these Americans and they're like, oh, my God, we've got a stick. Oh, what's it? And you're like, oh, I'd turn it in, love. Do you know what I mean? But not like that sad. But no. we, do, we do plan as we can't, because if we didn't, we'd be blagging it. We'd be like, oh, do you want to bang Jim tonight? Um, oh, I can't, I'm, uh, get my nails done. Or... Yeah, nothing would get done, would it, mm. if we didn't plan it? And that, that I know you speak to Those people. cars don't back themselves out. No, they don't, do definitely I mean? not. Those cars don't back themselves But I, I know, like, you speak to clients about that a lot, don't you? Like, they say, oh, I haven't had time to do this this week. And yeah, it's like, well, I if you don't that. plan it in, it's that. not going to happen. That's fact. So you've got to it's, do it's that. It's worse when young, like, young lads are lasses, no kids. Love it all. Mm. I haven't had time to do it. Oh, Right, okay. Yeah, that's. I, I was saying that as well. Like, I, I used to think my life was busy and then had Remember when I said to you that I used to start work on a Saturday at two o'clock and in my head, day were off. I couldn't do anything. <laughs> on a Saturday, I couldn't go out on morning because I had to get to work for two. In my head, I was like, if I went into town morning for a fresh little t shirt for a night out on Raz, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm in such a rush. Now, if you said, Kurt, you don't start work till two, oh my God. I could do a full other shift at another workplace <laughs> and get to work on time, do you know what I mean? That is then, you like, so yeah. Well, anyway, I'm glad, Curtis, that you've come and agreed with a lot of the points I said. If you if you do take the time to listen to this episode fully, <laughs> which hopefully you will to be supportive, then you'll hear a lot of the stuff that you've said I said earlier. And so without prompting, you've said the same stuff, which to me just shows like bringing to life what I was saying earlier, like you need to have the, pe- the people around you need to be supportive of what you're trying to achieve because if they're not then you've got no chance, really. So, anything final words to add from you? Just hope I were nice and clear for everybody to to. Um, there was to a understand. lot of slang I can't, well, there. I, can't, I can't deny that at all. Even for mm. me, I was thinking, oh, God. So, sorry, are I... Are people away? Some of your family are from Barnsley. Have you ever heard how they speak? Or Pontefract, Selby, Wakey. People from that's all over worse. the world are listening to this. Yeah, but that's worse than this accent. Like, mm. I'm quite... I switched it on this evening, so yeah. Okay, well, give us some feedback on Curtis's accent if you if you have struggled tonight. I'm sorry about that. Hopefully, you've been able to piece the words together to make <laughs> sentences. That's what I have to put up with every day. Um, so yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope you found it useful to hear about how I juggle everything. Probably the number one question that I get asked the most out of any other. Congratulations again to the competition winner who I announced at the beginning and please help me reach some more milestones so we can do some more giveaways soon. Don't forget to press follow so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next time.